And then the Lord, you know, when I prayed, he told me it was like Ezekiel 37, the valley of dry bones, the valley of decision. And the dry bones were the American church. And that he was going to breathe his spirit into it. And it would become a great army and prophesy to the church. That is what the, the scripture says. But the first thing that happening happens is a great shaking throughout the valley. How many of uh, you guys have been uh, foundations a little bit shaken? <laughs> and uh, it's, sometimes it's translated as a rattling. Yeah. I don't know about you, but maybe a little bit. We've been rattled a little bit by what's happening in our nation and what we're seeing happening. It's a good thing. Because that's the beginning of what the Lord wants to do. It's a good thing. So I, I'm just going to quickly go to this scripture here. James 1, 2 to 8. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. <laughs> Isn't that opposite of the world? You know, Jesus is so opposite of the world. We'll talk about that more. You know, you got to lose your life to get it, right? You give to receive. And you got to flip us upside down. So this is part of flipping us upside down, and it's a good thing. Because I'm so much happier now <laughs> that he's flipped it upside down. Not when you're going through it sometime, huh? But count, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Yeah, you know, I actually, I've had a lot of joy <laughs> doing this time. I think that um, sometimes I'm almost laughing. It's kind of funny. I'll tell you why. But then it continu continues, for you know that when your faith is tested, right? Now, when you're going to have a testimony, you got to get tested first. And you got to pass a test, you get testimony. And it got to be a test is something that's not easy for you, okay? If it's easy for you, you don't get any stronger. And like, again, like the weightlifting coach, you lift just what you can, you won't get any stronger, and Jesus wants and needs us to get stronger in faith. So guess what? You got to get rattled. You got to get tested. But it's a good thing because your endurance has a chance to grow. That's why a lot of time he tests us by waiting till the last minute to come because our faith grows. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed in faith, right, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Because you will have so much faith in your God that he can do anything. We won't be rattled because we won't be on the foundation of trusting in our government, in our health care system, in our jobs. we just be trusting in him with so much faith. We'll just be in joy. And um, that's... His goal in this will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. And that's why God waits a lot of times. That's why I said it almost laughing sometimes. Because the more impossible it gets for good things to come out of all this, the more I laugh. Because that's, that's when God waits for it, then we know it's Him. If, if you know, things happen because of what people did, then it's, then it's not Him. And people can get pride. It's what we did. No, it's... it's you know, like feeding the 5,000 people. 
How much food we ha do we have? Well, a little boy, you know, he has two fish <laughs> and five loaves of bread. Impossible, right? And that's when he says, okay, let's go. And they feed them all and they get more back. Okay, now you know God is real and he's alive. We have a God in heaven who is the God of the impossible. And consider Lazarus, this Jesus' friend. He was sick. He found out. And what did Jesus do? He only listened to what the Father told him. No, he only did whatever God told him. He waited. He didn't go to his friend. And people are saying, your friend is sick. Or you? No, he waits until the Father tells him to go. Until he's dead. Well, you know, those guys have to get a little weightlifting gone, faith weightlifting going. They've seen Jesus heal the sick. So go, Jesus, you can do it. Well, now he's dead, and all of a sudden, oh, they're struggling on the weight, the faith weight. And he goes over there, and they say, Jesus, if you were only here, your friend wouldn't have died. And what Jesus says in John eleven fifteen, why didn't he go? For your sakes. I'm glad I wasn't there, for now you will really believe. Now you're really going to believe. You're saying, but, but Jesus, he's already stinking. You can't raise him from the dead. He's already stink. Perfect. You know why? Because nobody can say, ah, oh, he probably was just in a coma. I mean, he's already stink. He's been dead four days. And so now you will really believe. Come, let's go see him now. And you see, he waits for that time and stretches their faith more that they know there is a God in heaven who can do anything, and that Jesus was his son. And I just want to share with you, you know how faith we grow, oh boy, we struggle. You know, things in my life that help me that I say, thank you, Lord, now I wasn't good going through it, but I can be in this time and I can be in joy <laughs> because of what had happened in the past. Sometimes, but made me <laughs> enjoy. And also how we gain faith from one another we over that's how we can overcome the enemy that's why who comes in he brings fear he brings chaos he brings insecurity and unsureness and so we can overcome him by what jesus has done the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and that's how we gain the faith and strength and um for instance you know a lot of you have read the book god of light god of darkness and you know, if you haven't, I recommend you read it because you see how people right here, people you know, saw miracles of faith of, of God, miracles, many miracles. So I'm not going to talk about that. You can read the book. So many miracles of God that impossible to do, he did. So I talk about something that happened even before that where um, a church on Oahu, um, they wanted to do a film about Chiefess Kapiolani and how she defied Pele at the crater because people were getting into Pele worship again. And um, so I, they asked me to write a script, and so Cole wrote a script about it, and, and we, okay, they say we can come on this day to do the final filming at the crater. So can I go since I hear they're, they're from Oahu? So I went up, I talked, met with the, the head ranger, and okay, we got a permit to film, and we, we were going to film on a certain day. And then um, the news comes out that the federal government 
is in clashing and they can't make a budget, so they're going to close all the parks down right when we have the permit to go and everybody's ready to go. And then I get a call from the pastor, Paul Kamanu, and he says, are we going to get in? Because we've got to make our plane reservations, hotel reservations, and uh, the park, you know, the news is saying the park is going to be closed. Are we going to get in? And so I'm like, uh, uh, I just, but for some reason, I just couldn't say no. And I hear yes coming out of my mouth. Oh, I'm struggling. Because, you know, we were really, you know, well, we were really poor that time. Oh, God worked it out perfect. Because my daughter, because we were poor from a poor area, Pahoa, from a poor school, she was a female minority. She got a full scholarship to one of the best schools in the country we never would have been able to afford. God is perfect. But we were four people living on Yolanda's salary because we just started a ministry and I wasn't a pastor yet. <laughs> and I'm like, no way I can pay for, you know, I'm saying yes, all these people, no way I can pay them back. The airfare, the hotel, the car, all their equipment coming. No, you know, nobody's going to trust me again. So I'm struggling. And I go up, talk to the ranger, and they, they say, no, you can't get in. And I said, but we made all these arrangements. You said we couldn't. And we said, there, she told me, there's a halal four, no, three months before you guys made arrangements to come in. And we told them no. So why should we let you in? And then, you know, so I went back, but I kept on calling. And I went back and I asked and I asked. And finally, when one time I went, she said, okay, this is two days before we were supposed to go in. She says, okay, but I need to have everybody's name and social security number who's going in. And it was about 60 people because we were going to have a prayer at sunrise there right on the crater rim. And um, actually, Johnny Lamhole did a, a hula, Kapilani Defying Pele. And one of his Miss Aloha hulas was going to do it. But then uh, she got scared. To defy Pele right at the crater. <laughs> and um, Lisa Peressa, another one of his Miss Aloha Hula, said, I will do it. She's the one who got the blessing. And, uh, but then all these people, you know, so I, I got to get all their names because it was an interchurch thing. We were all going to go and pray. We had people coming from Kona because all the 1800s costumes came from the University of the Nations, YWAM. And a cameraman's coming from Kona, the people coming from Oahu, calling everybody, got all the, okay, I can call them tomorrow. And then uh, we have a pastor's meeting in Hilo that morning that we had committed to, so I'm going to go, and my car won't start. So I call Pastor Game in a pocket, and I says, I can't make He says, I'll come and pick you up. So from Hilo, he goes to Paradise Park. That's where we were living at that time. Picks me up. We come to the meeting. Meeting is finished, we're talking, and I'm saying, I, I gotta go, Gaiman, because, you know, it's like 11.15, I gotta get home, I gotta fax them the permissions. Okay, we get in the car, and the car won't start. And the weight gets heavy again. <laughs> and it won't start, it won't start till it's flooded. And I'm like, uh, you know, if I don't get this in, 
we are not, they're not going to let us to go. And so, but I leaned on the faith of some friends of mine. And what happened to them? It was a mother and a daughter. They had to get something from the grocery store. So they went to one of those little convenience stores late at night. And they saw this shady gang hanging out there. But they went in and they got it, just a mother and daughter by themselves. They came back out and the guys are just sneering at them. So they get in the car and they're just all looking and watching them. They can't start the car. And a car won't start and they're getting, the guys are laughing at them, sneering at them. And they start walking towards them. And the mother and daughter pray. And the car starts. And they drive to the service station, you know, to just check. You know, saying our car didn't start. All of a sudden, can you just look and see what's wrong? Two ladies, they don't know what's wrong with the car. So the guy opens the hood, he looks inside, and then he walks around to them and says, uh, Lady, I don't know how to tell you this. You don't have a battery. <laughs> and uh, so it gave me some faith. We opened the, the hood, gave me and I lay our hands on the engine, and we pray, go back, and it starts right up. Oh, okay. A little bit stronger in faith. Get home. Okay, it's after 11.30, but still got a lot of time. Go to my fax machine. Start faxing. It won't go through. Try it again. It won't go through. Try it again. It won't go through. I call the office. It's closed. Nobody answers. Pray over the fax machine. Try it again. It won't go through. Won't go through. Keep on praying. Call them and pray. It won't. Nobody answers. And already it's like, 15 minutes to 12, and I'm like, God, oh, I'm, uh, the weight is crushing me. <laughs> what am I going to tell everybody? And uh, I, you know, my car doesn't work, and even if it worked, I wouldn't be able to go from Paradise Park up to the volcano and hand bring it. And if I did, I don't know if anybody's there. And it's crushing me. And then I get a call from the... Uh, one of the cameramen who was driving up from Kona and he decided to come up South Point Way. And he was passing the volcano and he felt like that was something to go in, just to check. So he went and he, it's a call from him saying, you sure we're going to get in? All these people have been calling saying, you sure we're going to get, you sure, we're, yes, we're going to get in. Sure we're gonna, yes, we're going to get in. The newspaper said they're letting nobody in, it's closed. Yet, yet, yet we're getting in. The radio said, the park is closed, nobody is allowed in. Yes, we're getting in. The TV said, nobody's getting in, the park is closed. Uh, yes, we're getting in. And I, the weight is crushing, but he calls and he says, it's all closed. And I said, can you drive around the barrier and go in and just see at the office? So he goes to the office, he says, it's completely closed. And I said, can you walk around the building? Because if we don't get this in, we can't go, and I'm being crushed. And he walks around, and he says, I see somebody in the back window. So I said, knock on the window and tell him, because if we don't get this in, we can't go in tomorrow. So he knocks, and he knocks. And um, finally, the guy comes out. He says, we're closed. We can't. And he said, no, nope. you know, we were supposed to get this in to fax it in. And it's not going through. And the guy said, I don't know anything about it. And, the, and my friend says, I see the fax machine right there. Can you just check? So he lets them, my friend in. They go to the fax machine. The plug is out. Now, I don't know if that was by accident 
Or just to get me off her back, the ranger said, okay, if you get it in and pull the plug, so, you know, okay, no, sorry, you can't, you didn't get it in. Or if somebody higher up told her, pull the plug. But he plugged it in and we got it faxed through. But still all night, people are calling the newspaper, the TV, the radio saying you can't get in. And I'm saying you, we can, but I don't know if we go, because she said that what she would do, she called me after I faxed it in, that they would leave the back gate open. Don't tell anybody, you're the only guys getting in. I'm going to leave it unlocked, it's going to look locked. But I didn't know if we'd get there and it would be locked. Because somebody else might lock it, see it open, or she might, I don't know. So, didn't get much sleep that night, but Yolanda and I, like 3 o'clock in the morning, we get up, get ready, and we drive down, so we're ahead of everybody else to see if it's really open. We get there about 4.30 in the mo morning, and yeah, it's, it is open. So we go through, we get down there, and, uh, you know, it's so cold in the morning up there, and yet the steam coming up from the crater, because that time you could drive right down into the crater, right to the rim, and, uh, you know, walk right to the rim. And we're down there, and the steam is so thick you can hardly see the fog. And so we're waiting. Five o'clock comes. Is anybody going to come? Or are they going to believe the news? Nobody. 5.50, nobody. I think it was about 5.30 that we see, like, torches coming down the rim. It was all these cars through the fog, their headlights. And uh, whoever... Listen to the Lord and had the faith to come. I can't tell you the presence of the Lord, how strong it was, how wonderful it was. And we had several people from the University of the Nations in Kona. Three o'clock in the morning, the Lord woke them up and said to go. And they got in their car and went, two of them separately. Too bad they didn't carpool, they didn't know. And they, on faith, three o'clock in the morning, drove up. And they got a blessing they'll never forget. None of us will ever forget. But I found out later, talking with people, several other people, felt like the Lord was telling them. Because when it's not an audible voice, it's just getting to the relationship with Him to hear that still, quiet voice. And they didn't listen. And missed out on the blessing that they will remember the rest of their lives, a testimony. And they had the testimony. It was wonderful. And Lisa Peressa, who had the courage to dance on the side of that crater. And in the, in the hula, Kapilani picks up the rocks and throws them in the crater. And she picks up rocks and throws them in the crater. She was pregnant and had a bad cold. She felt sick that day and she came and was so powerful. And the people who came, we had such a prayer and then we filmed it. The only people in the crater. You know how hard it would have been to film with all the tour buses coming down, hundreds of cars, tour buses, people walking around talking? It was completely silent except for us. The whole park was ours. You know, the, the most powerful producer in Hollywood would not be able to close down a national park so they can film. But we are the children of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the master of the universe, not, not He-Man. The master of the real He-Man, the real master of the universe. And my king and my God can do that for his children. So people say, oh, I wish I was there. Not if you were in my position, you wouldn't have. <laughs> when you're struggling in faith. 
Just like uh, if you read Light God, a Light God, a Darkness, there are times like that. And I'll tell you one more because, it, you know, we get faith in one area like that, but another area we might struggle. And I struggle in the area of finances. And um, the Lord told us, you know, when we were in paradise, we felt he was saying, because we're learning to hear his voice, to sell our house and move. Our house in Paradise Park. And um, then the Lord told uh, Yolanda the price. He said, this is what you put it for. And so we call our good friend who's a realtor, and she says, this is a bad time to sell. There are 300 houses for sale in Paradise Park. New houses, not even counting the older ones. And your house is 10 years old. And your, your house has laminate countertops, and all these new houses have granite. And you have, like, stick-on tiles on the floor. And they have ceramic tiles. You're not going to get what you're asking for. you got to lower the price. And we say, she's a Christian, too, so he says, no, God told us to sell it for this price. And she's like, okay, you know, like she's going to have to do all this work and it's going to be for nothing. Not going to get her commission. So she tries, and I think it was for a couple months, and we, we didn't even get a nibble. And so we made a fleece with God and said, God, if this is really you, we want to sell it by the end of um, June, I think it was, because um, we don't want our friend to get all frustrated and everything and work so hard. And So if it's really you, have us sell it by the end of June. The whole month of June goes through not even a nibble. June 30th, we're like, okay, I guess we didn't hear from God. And then we get a call from our realtor. And all she said was, you guys, you guys, you guys. And then she said, somebody called from Maui, sight unseen, bought our house full price cash on the last day. Okay, ha ha, okay. <laughs> and then it started a whole chain of other miracles to get the house we have now, to fix up the house we have now better than any house we ever expected we would ever have. And a whole other chain of miracles and it's five minutes away from this church, and I didn't know was, I was going to be pastor of this church either. God knows. He got it all in control. And, yeah, the more it looks like nobody can do anything, it's chaos, it's bad, um, makes me want to laugh. Because you know what? That's what the devil thought when he killed Jesus. I killed the Son of God, and it was all in God's plan. It was the greatest victory in the history of the universe for all eternity. And it, but I'd hate to be the apostles and disciples when Jesus is killed. There were probably, I'm being crushed, Lord. You're dead. But then he rose again. And everybody would know there is a God in heaven. He is real. And that's why nobody can convince me he's not real. He's not God. He is. And so I go to this scripture again. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. We won't be standing on government, our health system, or our job, the economy, the world. It's on one thing and you'll be at peace. That's why it says it's a peace that passes all understanding. Because you shouldn't have peace. But you do. 
because we know who our God is. So I'm thinking, wow, great. People think, you know, that's our country is, that's it, it's done. And um, I'm excited because he is in control. Some, he is rattling everything away, shaking away everything, a great shaking that's not on him. And he is going to do something awesome. So his church will be real religious, really know who our God is. Because I always say Christianity is not a religion. It's a personal relationship with the Almighty God through what Jesus Christ did for us. And real religious is we know that personal relationship. We know who he is. I know my God, and that's not going to happen. That's he's going to wait till the end. Until we have that faith in him. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who King Nebuchadnezzar is going to throw into the fire. He could have saved them before. But he waits until the king is so mad he stokes the fire seven times hotter. Till the strongest men he had throw them in the fire. They died because the fire was so hot. And they said, we will not turn away from our God and do what you say. And I know our God can save us. But even if he doesn't, we will not do what he said not to do. And that is the faith. We'll talk about that next week, the faith of a warrior that we need now. Christianity has kind of emasculated the man and the warrior. We need that warrior spirit like they had. I don't care, even if I die. But I know my God. And it wasn't until they're in the fire that he showed up. But we can lean on all what we read in the Bible, and it's happening today. We're in the second book of Acts. I can tell you miracles he's doing today. And then we know him and have that personal relationship, we will never be shaken. So, dear brothers and sisters, consider it an opportunity for great joy. And um, we'll have the worship team come up for the last song. As they're coming up, let's pray. Father, you are turning us from people who are totally opposite of your ways, juvenile delinquents, into the sons and daughters. You wanted a family, and what a great privilege to go through the testings and trials that a good father does for his children so that we can rule and reign with him. And you can talk about that next week too, but uh, you know, if we are not shaped by you, then I, you know, we're not worthy to rule and reign with you. And you want us and you wanted children and what an opportunity it is. So Father, we thank you and we ask for your joy and endurance of the faith that we can have more and more faith. We know who you are. You are the God of the impossible. You are the God of miracles. So we can rest in peace in you and enjoy. In Jesus' name, amen.